Happy Tuesday, Brimleys! Episode 67 is about to leave the station. Jim, are you ready? I am ready to go, man. Oh man, I hope everyone's surviving the polar vortex. Get your chapstick ready because we're gonna spread your face out. You're gonna be laughing. We don't want anyone to tear anything. Split your lips. You use chapstick, Jim? No. I want to be a chapstick guy every winter, and then I uh, I buy a couple, I toss them in pockets, and then who knows what happens. You lose them. Yeah. They're hard like, to keep track of. They really are. Like, picture how your kids would handle chapstick. That's how I deal. Like, it's in the dryer all of a sudden. My kids. Oh, do you leave it all the way rolled up and put the cap on it so it oozes out the sides absolutely. just smush it back down absolutely that's what the kids do sometimes when it, when you do that you push it and it oozes out the sides you use that as a little lip balm you take the side ooze and you put that on your lips oh exactly yes that's a move yeah it's been a little burt's bees you know see i'm not a burt's bees i'm not a uh carmex i'm the you know you know me i'm american cheese i'm craft singles you sure I'm are classic chapstick it's got to be the black the classic original Oh, you don't even go cherry? No, I don't go oh, cherry. Wow. Cherry gets it's cherry's red. It's yeah. reddish on your lips. Mm-hmm. This is just a straight highlighter, huh? Just glisten you up. It has to uh, be the original. I don't even think the other ones work, <laughs> but I also misplace them a lot. So I, I like to have several going. They get mixed up maybe with Sarah's. And, you know, think about that um, until you're in a pandemic, you know? Sure. So we're trying to keep them spread out your own chapsticks in line but i need it like i i I literally need it of course you're like pure regular chapstick no flavoring no off-brand are you like that with everything like you don't even like aloe vera in your kleenex do you you are just like a plain (laughs) guy like the shit i saw some butter with some it had olive oil in it i'm like what the hell is this (laughs) in our fridge this is something different I want to tell you a fridge story that I'm afraid to share with you in the Brimleys. Um, wow. Actually, not even a fridge. Open up. It was a cabinet story. I like that you gonna... have stories about every everything in your... I'm sorry. It's not a fridge story. It's actually about it. It's actually about it. More about a cabinet. So I was going through my cabinets and taking stuff out, you know, and uh, I was going through looking at some expiration dates and I've been here since 06. So occasionally something sneaks up on you that's been sitting deep in a cabinet longer than expected. And there's been a jar of peanut butter in my cabinet for quite some time. And I took it out and I'm like, how old is this peanut butter? And I flipped it around and it says Hellman's mayonnaise. What? <laughs> it turned like brownish. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, expired Jim. in 2012. It wasn't, I wasn't using it. Can I make a that? collective hurt? dry heave on the podcast this week. I told you I was afraid to share the story with you. That's <laughs> fantastic. You encouraged it and then- You had mayonnaise in your cabinet? I mean- supposed to be in the fridge? Only once it's open. This wasn't, this was never opened. So it was like just hidden in the back of a cabinet somewhere. I just didn't know it was there. And- It uh, was hidden. You put it there. <laughs> quite some thing. time ago. It was hiding this in a little trap door. Playing coy with me. <laughs> Went into a corner to expire. It dressed itself up as peanut butter. That mayo just died of natural causes. You just found it there. Let it go. Yeah. So is that an immediate take the garbage out or can 100%. you? 100%. I mean, that is take one photo and then take the garbage <laughs> out. That is clean the cabinet. That is. Everything. Do you have a pick for the, uh, to put on our Instagram page? We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. That's unnecessary. You yeah, a lot of traffic that. over there, all our posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. 
It's disgusting. It is. I mean, I feel like you've made so many strides this year. So much progress. (laughs) But old Jim is still there. I mean, certainly, I'm still a child. uh, But every (laughs) once in a while, I get a little little better, you know? Have you been holed up there with the... Because it is cold, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've been uh, holed up for the most part. I uh, I had uh, two friends over for the big game yesterday. Uh, a couple of friends that I uh, I get pizza with a lot over the uh, course of the pandemic. We had. Did you take their temperature before pizza. they came in? I did. We uh, we did a temperature check at the door. I got their vaccination <laughs> records. All good. We are all set. So, but uh, yeah, did a little professor pizza for the big game. Oh, I love it. He had a nice little platter. He had a a, a crudite platter. Uh, do, do you know what that is? I didn't know what that is. A chez la bouffe? A chez la bouffe. <laughs> a crudité? I, I don't know. A Timothy Chamelab? <laughs> a Timothy, he was in a commercial yesterday. No, what's a, crudit, a coup de tat? Uh, it's a coup de tat platter. <laughs> it is, uh, it's uh, little stick figures of people trying to storm the castle. Or storm the capital, excuse me. I keep saying that wrong because of a movie I just watched. Um, no, a crudité platter. I, I don't know how to say it. Someone please correct me. It's French. It's like a, uh, a veggie tray, which I did not know when he put that on the list of things that they had available. It was very good. It was just raw vegetables and dip, you know? Oh yeah. Um, what kind of dip? Uh, some sort of veggie dip. I don't really know what those are. They just kind of, they look kind of ranchous, but with green stuff inside. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Little it's green stuff. It was aged Hellman's. <laughs> It was brown. I thought it was peanut butter, but it was Hellman's. <laughs> I mean, when that Amy Schumer commercial came on yesterday, I was like, now are they talking about white mayo or brown mayo? You know what I mean? I wanted to know a little <laughs> bit more about what type of mayo they were. Yeah, saying. I saw her. I mean, they said they were going to scale back on, on commercials. I didn't really feel that. Did you? The funny thing is Budweiser is like, hey, we're not doing any Budweiser commercials. They're like, also, we're doing more Bud Light commercials than ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you do? You got that free advertising for saying no Budweiser commercials. All the free ads out of that, you know, people talking about it. And then they were still a little heavily there. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't notice anything. Did you have a, uh, a favorite commercial? I really did like the, uh, the Bud Light Legends commercial where they all had to come and like save the truck. Did you see that? Did I see that one? Okay, here's the thing, too. Here's the hard part about discussing Super Bowl commercials because you're always going to miss some of them. Because at some point, you know, if you want to watch the game, you're going to miss a commercial or two. Um, This was the one where, like, uh, uh, the Bud Light truck had, like, tipped over and they brought back all of the old Bud Light ads to, like, help save it. Oh, I didn't see this one. Ah, it's fantastic. They had uh, Mr. Gelawikich on there. Do you remember that one? No. Is that a dude uh, at the airport, like a little nerdy guy? Coach K? uh, he kind of looks like him, but it's just this little nerdy guy. He's at the airport and he couldn't find a ride. And there's a guy holding up a sign with someone's name on it. And he's like, I'm Mr. Gally Weekich. And they're like, you're Dr. Galakowitz. And he goes, yes, I am. <laughs> and then like his party in the limo. Oh, it was a classic Bud Light Super Bowl commercial. But they brought like all of the old I do remember Bud Light that one. Super Bowl commercials back, like a Marvel thing. You know what I mean? To help like uh, to fix it. It was cool. It was great. It was my favorite of the commercials. Oh, I got to check that one out. I I said Coach K because I feel like they did one with a Coach K one, didn't they? I think you're right. Like with his last name. I think you're right. And it might have been the same guy because he looks too similar to Coach K not to. Did they have the uh, I love you, man? Yeah, they did. And they had like the uh, real men of genius, the guy who sang all those songs. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> Those were good. Yeah, absolutely. So it was solid. It was, that was one of my favorites. What about you? They had some good ad. I was going to say that, uh, they had a great radio ad, but it was Amstel Light. Do you remember the Amstel Light one when they were like going into like 
profane rants, but they would dub in like, like you oh, got, yeah, yeah. and they make nincompoop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and all that, like the, the ridiculous names, like they're, they end up being funnier. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For me yesterday, I don't know the best ad. Wayne's world was kind of funny. You see? Yeah, it was. Um, Did not like how old they looked. Yeah. Right. Ooh, they that old. made me feel old. We are old. I know, man. I could tell because most of the commercials were not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder like what you thought about the weekend and things like that. We'll get into it, but uh, I'm always curious what a Pat McGann thinks about this stuff. I like the weekend, man. I was playing him this weekend actually for the kids and saying like, this is a guy who's going to be, I was singing. I can't feel my face when I was outside this weekend. Cause it's <laughs> so damn cold. Dude. I had a tweet that uh, actually all my tweets started as a text to Jim Flanagan because Absolutely. I can't stand tweeting. And that one I ran by, it might be the, the, most response I've ever gotten on a tweet. Dude, that uh, the vaccine one? About the, uh, yeah, storing the Pfizer vaccine outside. So solid. So I say, like, if you're in Chicago, it's now safe to store the Pfizer vaccine in your driveway. I had a couple people, so funny, comment like, if you live in the city, you don't have a driveway. This one, dude, this one dude was like, anyone who has a driveway is not, no friend of mine. Like, it's like some elitist thing. Like, do you have any clue? <laughs> You've been around the city. Oh, that's these ridiculous. 5,000 likes? Dude, that's, that's very rare for me on Twitter. It makes me that's want to tweet more, but then I fall into that trap. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate people responding. <laughs> Don't you hate? I mean, I do hate Twitter. I really do. Yeah. I get all my news from there, though, but I'm trying to calm that down. Less time on the phone. I did see on Twitter, though, today is John Williams' birthday. He's 89. So we were playing that this morning. You know, John Williams? Not a clue. Tell me about it. So him. he is um, a composer, I guess you'd say. He does all like the classical music for movies. He scored so many films. Okay. And he did Star Wars, Superman, Indiana Jones, wow. E.T., Home Alone, like the amount of movies, Jaws. Like think about these songs. And he scored all of them. I mean, this guy is a genius. Unreal. Insane. So it was a fun uh, playlist this morning going through because those are those will get you amped too. Absolutely. Jurassic Park is another one he did. What a difference between our playlists. Yours is like <laughs> Academy Award winning composer John Williams. And I'm like, play more Drake. No, because you know, you never know what to play in the morning. I try and get the kids going and it was just something different. It had a little bit of a theme to it because it was it was his birthday. But the weekend I was playing for him and I liked the uh, the halftime show. Not when he was lost running through the maze room or whatever. Oh, man. And that's all over. That's trending everywhere. Everyone's playing with that gif. Yeah, I've but felt that. That was days. that was nauseating. Like that was uh old jar of Hellman's that <laughs> really was was. making me sick. The best one, the best uh tweet about that I saw was uh what food sees when it's when it's inside the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's great. The best tweet I saw about the entire um, halftime performance was uh, Pepsi's halftime show, but all these songs are about Coke. Which <laughs> <laughs> is fantastic. You don't think The weekend's doing Coke, do you? I you can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. It's that or his plastic surgeon, because that dude has had some work done. Is that what happens to you when you do Coke? You can't feel your face? <laughs> I, I don't know. Apparently. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he tweeted a picture a couple weeks ago too, the weekend where his face looked uh, a little puffier than it is now, but still kind of had some of the, uh, after effects. So people think he did some, uh, 
had some plastic surgery recently. Oh, really? Get ready to for the big game. You know, everyone's yeah. got to everyone's got to prepare for the Super Bowl. <laughs> His face was puffy. He looked like a three day weekend. <laughs> well done. <laughs> looked like he called it on Monday. Why do you think he dropped the E? Just to be. No. Yeah, probably. Just to be different. Yeah. Separate himself from the other weekend. <laughs> Your name's already the weekend. <laughs> I love when someone just calls themselves that and we just go along with it. Yeah. But that's still more normal than like Takashi 69 or um, <laughs> I've been listening to a rapper whose name is a boogie with the hoodie. You're just describing a guy. <laughs> My rap name's going to be that dude over there in sweatpants. <laughs> headphone, headphone, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, the weekend, man. You think his friends call him week? <laughs> For short? Just say Sunday. <laughs> I spent part of this weekend watching some cinema now that I'm a big cinema? movie guy. You know, some, some classic cinema. Um, uh, I, I caught up on the, uh, the documentary recommendation from you, yeah, that class action park. I finished that this morning. Wow. Dude, what'd you think of that? Oh my God, you're right, too long. I think that about every movie though. We're gonna talk about a couple things then. I think they're all too long, um, but a little bit long for what it was. It's like, I get it, people died and <laughs> New Yorkers are evil. That was, those are my two takeaways. Yeah, it could have been, it definitely could have been shorter. And people just talking shit to you if you're like falling off the rides and everything. <laughs> like this wasn't just a theme park where the rides were falling apart. This was like everything I feared in my childhood. <laughs> It like, seems like Chris Cathard has talked a lot about this. Oh my God. He was really like, he is so <laughs> proud that he was there. Like guys, you don't even fucking, you don't understand. It was crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, we heard you. Got it. Every time they went to him, he's like, I went there. I really liked it. Like, yeah, you've, we know that. That's why you're doing this documentary. One thing I could relate to was I did go on Alpine slides when I was um, in Colorado. We were driving out West. I was with some buddies and dude, those things, they're bananas. Like I thought I was going to kill myself when I was on the thing. And two of my buddies were racing, going at it and were not being caught. And they flew off the tracks and they were banged up, dude. And I remember <laughs> like going down those things. Those are insane. Have you ever been on those? No, where at? Where'd you go on them at? I, didn't, I, I mean, we're probably outside of Aspen. We stopped in Tahoe. Maybe they were in Tahoe, not Colorado. Dude, I, I can't even imagine. The only thing I can even think of that like I've ever done that's even remotely close is uh, my dad used to have a friend who lived out somewhere kind of out in the boonies, like a Frankfurt, Illinois area, like like close enough, you know, to, to yeah. civilization. But you own a lot more land in a place like that. And he lived at the top of a hill. And every year he'd have like this winter party and he'd have this giant igloo that everyone partied and drank in. And while the parents were like partying in the igloo, <laughs> we'd be, the kids would be on top of the hill taking toboggans down. And they'd have like giant bowling pins set up for like human bowling. You'd oh, slide yeah. down the hill and do that. But like <laughs> right behind it was a forest. <laughs> And you don't really have good control of when you're stopping the toboggan. You know yes. I mean? So especially if you miss the giant bowling pins and you're still going at full speed, you're just avoiding trees. After, I mean, this was a gigantic hill and no adults are in sight. They're in this igloo that everyone's just drunken with music blaring. They're having the time of their lives. You're bleeding. You're catching a stick to the eye. People just bailing off the sled. You kind of had to at some point, yeah. but, you know, but uh, anyway, I want to go back. It was the most fun. I really Those toboggans themselves were so dangerous. Like this wood and metal just, you know, you get hit by one of those. It was ridiculous. And they weren't like absorbing much when they hit the tree. Dude, there's something so like 
safe about a city like growing up where there's less of that like unsupervised <laughs> hanging in the woods like just shit is crazy yeah but that class action park was up for grabs and it was so 80s like i love the um the whitewater rampage ride that they were just <laughs> mauling each other on I mean, just a teenager at the top going, go ahead, go ahead. Like they're not regulating anything. And that's, I, of course, that's how it was, you know? Yeah. This is, have you seen Wet Hot American Summer? Like the movie? Uh, I think I saw parts of it. Yeah. A great movie, but very similar. It gets teenagers who don't give a shit, you know, like they don't really care about you. But this, the guy in charge, my favorite was the water slide where you just go down and you go all the way down this giant hill and then there's a loop. Right. <laughs> and then like they forgot about gravity. They're like people are coming out bleeding and they give you a hundred bucks at the end. And then they went in there, they go into the, to, to look at it. They rip out the padding. There are teeth stuck in the padding. I mean, unbelievable. Can you, like, I was looking at that, just imagining a human going through that thing. <laughs> like no way. Yeah. He was offering them a hundred bucks just to, to risk their lives. <laughs> And after people came out bleeding, it was like, all right, keep going. We need more test subjects. I mean. And he was a total dirtbag. Absolutely. That guy didn't give a shit about anything. Oh, God. What a, what a ridiculous story. The commercials were unbelievable. <laughs> Who wouldn't go? And then the boats. Have you ever seen boats like that? They had like speed boats. And these people were getting shit faced. They're like drinking all day. And then the, you get in a, that, that's how they, that was like the nightcap. They said, <laughs> after we got all burned out in the sun and exhausted, we went and got hammered. And then we got in the speedboats and raced each other. People dying and like, well, we didn't put them on the official death count because they didn't right. pay to get in. Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I've been in some wave pools, man. Those things are crazy. Yeah. The wave pools seem to claim a couple people there. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, was someone killed by the tennis ball tank? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, no. The part about the guy who got a hold of some gasoline. I love someone got a hold of some gasoline in the theme park. <laughs> got a hold of it. Oh, there's a canister. They just left that laying around. Doused his uh, tennis balls and then started shooting them out of the tank. Fire at other people. The flame balls. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. It was kind of strange how they, I mean, it's, it's tragic, right? That the, the, the kid that died there and they Absolutely. had the mom, but then they had like the drone footage of them at the cemetery. Like what, why, why was that? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. like Chris Cathar being like, dude, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> and then they're like, just aerial, aerial shot of the, the grave site with the mom and the, the brother. Like, no. <laughs> when they come back to him, I wear it as a badge of honor that I was able to be there. It's like either this thing was awesome and we're laughing about it, or what are we doing? What's the yeah. give us some direction here? You can't give us, you can't throw in a five minute somber piece of it. <laughs> now, now I'm devastated. It's like the in memoriam and the Oscars, you know, <laughs> just like this is a right. spectacle. By the way, some people died. Let's go through them real quick. Back to the show. <laughs> yeah, total uh, sensationalism. I looked it up this morning. Do you know how long that the park was around? I think I saw it closed in like 96 or something. Yeah, 18 years. I mean, and they finally closed down, not because of the people who died or anything else, but because the financier, like the guy financing him got in trouble for other shit and ran out of money. That's the amazing piece of it. I mean, it wasn't, you know, death number seven occurred. We should probably shut this down. It was like, ah, we're out of cash. 
Yeah, it would still be going, right? Probably. Yeah. Someone just have a reputation just to be, and then prey on people that are just driving through and don't even know the reputation. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you think about the park in uh, Tiger King. These places yeah. exist, right? We've been on the road and you see like, you know, just like some fly by night <laughs> petting zoo, like come see our exotic animals. You see signs for, yeah. for those caverns. Now I want to go. I'm not going in. Have you ever <laughs> going to those caverns? No, have you? I got invited once by a soccer team, but I, uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I've never, uh, I've never wanted to go into one of those tourist traps more. Now I might be able to get on a documentary one day. I might get a national TV credit. No chance. I'm going in any of those amateur, <laughs> amateur amusement parks. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. I also uh, revisited a movie that you said you and the fam were watching. So I gave it a, another viewing as well. It's been a little while. You want to tell us what you watched? Oh, we checked out, um, what was it, Friday night? We watched The Princess Bride as a family. How'd you feel about that? How'd they like it? Which I never really realized. It kind of starts out like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a kid in Chicago. He's homesick. (laughs) And here he is like a year later then Ferris. That kid was probably like, I'm going to have a day. And then his grandpa comes in. Like, we're going to read a book. (laughs) You're not going anywhere. (laughs) He's like, I was going to go over to my girlfriend's. (laughs) No, you're not. Columbo's here. Did you not have that shirt, by the way? Every kid in Chicago had that Bears. Absolutely. The fake Walter Payton jersey. The fake jersey. Absolutely. The t-shirt with the number on it. Yes. Hell yeah, man. I mean, that was like, you were given that when you turned seven. For sure. You got a present and that Walter Payton <laughs> shirt. Right. I had a Dan Hampton one, too. Oh, man. That's a good one. We met him at that uh, at that gig, right? Yeah. He was cool. I busted his balls he was a little cool. bit. He was fine. He didn't love it at first, but afterwards he was nice and took a picture. He um, didn't go to Obama's White House. That's ah, what he was okay. just like, just okay. kind of a jag about it. Like, I get that. Because they didn't get to go because of the Challenger. And then That's they invited right. them back. Yeah, the Challenger blew up. That was the uh, that was the chain of events. It was the Super Bowl. And then we were off school that Monday because of the Super Bowl victory. And then we went to school on Tuesday and the Challenger exploded. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, my kindergarten teacher <laughs> had uh, had a lot of splaining to do. <laughs> Yeah, I have a young Kevin Arnold in that movie. That was cool. I forgot it was, uh, I actually didn't forget, but it's Fred Savage in that movie. The one person I did forget in The Princess Bride, Mandy Patinkin, known Spaniard, Mandy Patinkin. Dude, has anyone changed more than Mandy Patinkin? Unreal. I asked Sarah, I said, you got to tell me who this is because we watched Homeland together for a while. Yeah. I mean, scene after scene. And she's like, who is it? Just tell me. Who it is. I don't know who it is. I'm like, yeah. you do know. And then she didn't even believe me. <laughs> She's like, that's not. I'm like, that is Sal. I spent the first half of the movie going, that guy looks a lot like Mandy Patinkin. And then about halfway through the movie, I'm like, I got to Google this. Is that Mandy Patinkin? Really? Oh, you put yeah. it together, huh? You know, just the more I watched it, the more I realized that is absolutely him. I, what a cast though, man. What's the name of his character? Inigo Montoya. <laughs> he, he never mentions it. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, you know we have just seen Forrest Gump recently, and Jenny, she's oh, yeah. um, she's there. A lot, it's a really unbelievable cast, right? Andre the Giant. Um, you got Billy Crystal, Carol Kane, who's his wife in that. I was like, how do I know her? I kind of looked at looked her up. She was in uh, Taxi. She was oh, Latka's wow. wife. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I can't even believe. 
Like, I don't even, I remember it because I'm being reminded, but I have not thought about that forever. But she was like, she stood out on that show. She, she was, was like incredible. a character. Yeah. You do that voice and. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Christopher Guest. Um, yes. Christopher Guest. Carrie Ells, by the way, or Elwis. I don't know how to say his name. That's a dude who has low key had a fantastic career. Just no kind of like <laughs> legit. I, I didn't even mean that one, but he has had a fantastic career in a lot of uh, a lot of sitcoms like that. Kind of was in those parody movies for a while, right? He did like the Robin Hood, Hot Shots, yeah, uh, the Man in Tights, Robin Hood, um, Man in Tights, Princess Bride, um, Hot Shots. I mean, a lot of stuff we talked about, and then kind of took a little more serious turn with like uh, he was in. Uh, Dracula, Little Days of Thunder, Twister. For a guy who not everyone knows, that's a guy who's made some money in Hollywood. Dude, he really has. And it's funny that uh, he stood out to you because I did a little bit of a rabbit hole on him. And really? he, his, he's an interesting dude. Like he's comes from wealth in Britain and like lineage. And he is um, just a connected guy and, you know, high society, I think. But this is really interesting. They say that his like great, some great, great grandfather, of his, or some relative of his is the um, inspiration of Ebenezer Scrooge. Wow. That Dickens wrote. It's about a guy is based on a, however you say his name. I don't know his name. Elwes. Elwes. Interesting. And then the other guy, did you see the King, the King in there, his name, he looked familiar, right? But I didn't know his name. His name is Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. No relation, right? No, they were married. That's how she got the name. Oh, wow. She married, Susan Sarandon married him, and then they got divorced, and she kept that name. Solid. I never knew that. I didn't know that either. I looked up, uh, I did look him up, because I'm like, I know this guy, who is he? And I saw his name, and it said, like, who his relatives were. I didn't look up spouse. That would have been the next logical step, of course, <laughs> but I decided not to go that far. I had brown mayonnaise to throw away. That's inconceivable. <laughs> My kids picked up on that. They love that guy. So great. That man. dude was, uh, he was in a ton of stuff growing up, right? He was like in a lot of shows and <laughs> he does a voice of um, Toy Story, the dinosaur. Okay. That uh, makes Rex. sense. Dude, I forgot that that opening sequence of the movie was just the opening sequence of the movie. <laughs> like I expected that to be the whole thing. I expected, <laughs> it's been so long since I'd seen it and it, we're giving away Princess Bride spoilers. And if you haven't seen it, that's on you. But like, you know, when he goes through Andre and goes through Inigo Montoya and then gets that guy, I thought like, I remember that being 90% of it. And then Billy Crystal says, have fun storming the castle. And then they're off. I, like it was over. And I was like, what the hell's the rest of this movie going to be about? They killed off the best character because I love that bald dude. He was so good in that role. Right. Um, but Andre is great. Andre plays that role so well. Doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. He was huge at that time. Literally. <laughs> I mean, potentially the biggest person on the planet. But Rob Reiner directed that. I know that he was like making a bunch of movies uh, around that time. Good ones too, right? Definitely. Even the dude who played the, uh, the albino, like I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, which who was that? Mel Smith. Um, let me take a Same look. Powder. <laughs> I guess it's just mostly English comedies, like they're probably like a Crown parody that you'll watch one day. <laughs> he did some stuff for Ali G. That's probably where I know him from. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was uh, a good family movie, right? What the kids think? They like it. Yeah, they were into it. They liked it. I think they thought it was funny. And then the story too. You know that angle of telling Fred Savage the story. 
Yeah, man. I was kind of like annoyed when they came back into the story halfway through it. It was like, oh, get to the movie. <laughs> it's almost like you don't consider them in the movie. Right. Right. They're watching it with you almost. Like exactly. If you were to, if you had to name people that are in Princess Bride, would you name? No. Who stars of Princess Bride? Oh, Peter Falk and Kevin Arnold? <laughs> no. I'd just say Andre the Giants, Inigo yeah. Montoya, because I never would have guessed <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. I forgot about Billy Robert Crystal. Hope. Yeah, Billy Crystal had a knack for doing movies with giants around that time, huh? Didn't he do that George Murison movie as well? Oh, did he? Yeah, that, that My Giant or whatever. Oh, yeah. Did he also do, um, didn't he do a show with <laughs> Janet Reno? Oh. <laughs> didn't he do a show with Manute Bull? Oh. We got a project for you, Billy. What are we watching next? I like this. Uh, I, I've heard from some Brimleys who are watching stuff with us, and I like that. So are we going to give them something for next week? I had an idea. Can I run it by you? Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> We're really staying current. John Williams scored that movie, too. He scored. Did he really? Yeah, it was Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> the big three. Ghost Dad and Schindler's List. <laughs> he did do Schindler's List. I believe that. I keep hearing about this Britney Spears documentary. I want to watch that now. We should watch it. I think that's a good one for next week. Yeah. Can you commit to watching it this week? I say that and I'll probably- I actually forget. was talking to Sarah about it, saying that we should watch it. Where's it at? Where's it, what's it on? Great question. I'll find that out right now and we'll let the Brimleys know before the end of the episode. And then we got to get into the Super Bowl game. I mean, the game sucked, didn't it? Yeah, it and I was thinking, so I had um, playing Madden with Elliot. We did like a preview of the game. I was the Chiefs, and I, I beat him like 110 to nothing. <laughs> well, well it, was also did, uh, it was 2019, Matt. He didn't have Brady. Oh, okay. We don't have the updated. <laughs> also, no, he actually – How old is I, he? I did play him. He beat me. He beat me by one. And, and I'm trying to, like, teach him the game, but he's throwing the ball fourth and long, like, on his own 20. Like, he doesn't punt. It's just I'm not punting that. Okay, you're not going to punt. That's fine. You want to run the ball occasionally, maybe, instead of throwing it to Tyreek Hill every time, every time. So why do you keep intercepting me? Well, you keep throwing to triangle. Hit a different shape. Just one other button. Spread it out. Will not run. Dude, the Doesn't more... stop the clock. Doesn't. I, I'm calling timeout for him so he can get a little bit more time. The more you talk about your children, the more I realize I just never grew up. Because my entire teenage years of playing Madden, like I would have two run plays and two pass plays that I loved. And I knew exactly when to hit each button for which. And I just stayed on those receivers the whole time. You could do it with those games. I got my ass only, There were only four plays in the, the Tech Mobile when I was growing up. Yeah, that's a different story. But, but even Madden, you have like a, it's like you're running an operation. It's very... <laughs> stressful you're the coordinator you got schemes and you know trying to teach them the you know shotgun and play action and football is a complex game though right it is really i mean and the rules like they're crazy and i think that growing up on video games makes a huge difference as to how you see that stuff before video games i i don't know how people understood offenses as well as they do because again it's that it's make it's picking those plays in madden that helped me understand what a two tight end formation was you know what i mean right. four wideouts shotgun shit like that i understand the game in that i understand the rules and most of the penalties mm -hmm. but when they line up i rarely know like 
oh, they're in a nickel or they're in a four, three, their man coverage or, you know, yeah. Defense. No clue. That is a tough game. And, and I am also a no punter <laughs> because I am not very good at defense. Cause that's where I just pick a guy and just try and hit the quarterback. And I know I'm going to give up some points. So I need to score some points. So fourth and 26, bring it. You're going, I am in shotgun. <laughs> And I am hitting the deep out in the Hail Mary. That's all I'm going for the whole time. How about Mahomes last night? He just, every time he took a snap, he started running the other way. Like, <laughs> do you have to be so dramatic? Can you just, he, every time it's like, I'm, ah, this is so hard. I got to run all the way over here before I throw it. Like, dude, just look for somebody. They were kicking. Oh, no, I got to run sideways. They were all over him yesterday. That's where, I mean, did you see no, though? He, he, he was, he was rushed a, a ton. He threw a ball like parallel to the ground that hit a receiver in the hands in the end zone. I mean, he that was, was unbelievable. That, one, that hit Hill right in the face. Right yeah. In the helmet. Yeah. That would have helped. Yeah. Um, that, that game was boring. It was, especially when you took the over. Oh, you did. You took the over. <laughs> I took Tampa though. So I did just fine yesterday. I had a hunch Mr. Brady might pull this one out. So uh, <laughs> things went well yesterday. I just pictured Mr. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> this basement working on architecture plans. Just, just pictured Ron. What's his name? Reed. What the hell is yep. his name? Did Andy you read? Did you take any of the um, prop bets? The sucker bets? Of course I did. <laughs> Lost them handily. Not for You didn't lot. pick up anything? I mean, I, I did, I, I had a good day yesterday, but I did a few of like the long shot prep bets for like 10 bucks a piece, you know, some stuff that was like 30 to 40 to one odds type of stuff, just to see if anything cool happened and nothing <laughs> cool happened. Just to see if anything cool happened. I did. I did not. There was a bet that was like, will the weekend perform in a fun house with cameras spinning the whole time? And I was like, nah, there's no way, you know? And then uh, son of a bitch, it happened. <laughs> Why don't you take $500 and put it in a blender and see if, <laughs> turn it on and see if anything cool happens. They were like $10 bets. It wasn't you could probably much. record it, put it on social media and get some great traction. That would be good. That would be a positive use of social media. And if you've learned anything from our podcast, we do not know how to do that. Where is this money going? It's towards the potential of something cool occurring. It's $10. Relax. It's like gambling's about. What, what was the prop bet? What would you... There were things how many, like uh, how many American COVID deaths by the end of between <laughs> come on 447. Um, no, there were things like, uh, will more than two and a half people throw for touchdowns. I love the half person, by the way, because it makes the most sense. You know, if uh, like because you assume that each quarterback's going to throw for a touchdown. Right. Yeah. Um, but if anyone else throws for a touchdown, you get like 14 to one. So I put 10 bucks on it. You can win 140. What I didn't think about was the fact that maybe one of the quarterbacks wouldn't even throw a touchdown, but sometimes someone gets hurt. Like that's how Brady's career right. started. You know, well, there were a couple of times when they were um, had some stuff going on in the backfield where it, it looked like they were going to throw it. Yeah. It might have some, and I'm always, I always want to some trickeration. Yeah. Give me a flea flicker. Now imagine if that flea flicker happened, they got a touchdown and I got to go, I called that. That'd be great though. If you had to announce all the things that you thought were going to happen <laughs> that didn't happen. What? <laughs> Tell me what you called. Well, none of it came true. No, I know, but I still want. Well, I thought that there was going to be a block punt. I thought there was going to be a safety. I thought there was a chance that one of the planes went down and hit the field during the game, <laughs> taking out Patrick. It was twenty-seven to one, though. It's twenty-seven to one if Mahomes got clipped by a plane. 
that was a toned down flyover last night, huh? They were not going full tilt. They were, they were not. just kind of like, sorry about <laughs> the virus. We're just, we're still, we're super badass billion dollar planes, but we're just gonna beep, beep. Hey, hey guys. Keep our distance. <laughs> it was like a, uh, the old COVID uh, birthday parade. <laughs> <Try>. <laughs> it was like, they just came by like, <laughs> guys, decorate. We're going to decorate our planes and fly over the stadium. We're decorating the the mock the 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 B bomber the stealth. Yeah, we're gonna put some streamers on it for for COVID, and then we're gonna fly over the stadium and just you know because of the virus, we can't go really fast. Slow down. People are dying. Goose, wave, wave, goose. <laughs> you know, Sarah thought that the stadium was packed, and then realized that some of the cardboard cutouts it was fun. <laughs> How many drunk Tampa natives were there going down in front to cardboard cutouts? This guy's oh, been standing know. the whole game. Mark, he's cardboard. This I don't give a him. shit. <laughs> this loser. Yeah, would you have gone if you had uh, tickets? And Absolutely. Were, and we're down Absolutely. there, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that type of distancing between people, you're outdoors. I mean, over the summer, there was a lot of outdoor activity, right? Yeah. And because of the fact it's an outdoor stadium, you're distant from each other. You know, if you had the opportunity to go to a Super Bowl, yeah, I think I would. Would you? Yeah, I think I would for sure. Yeah, it looked like it was, uh, they were doing everything right. You know, actually, um, Lindsay, who works on the tour, Sebastian's tour, Mm -hmm. was working the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah, I was trying to get some, uh, I said, can you give us some behind the scenes scoop last week, you know, for the podcast? And she uh, said she had to sign a bunch of NDAs and couldn't say anything. So, all right. I don't know. Thanks for trying, Lindsay. But we I appreciate you. I told her I was just going to make a ton of stuff up. and <laughs> So I can verify that the weekend had plastic surgery and was doing tons of blow. <laughs> Couldn't feel his face. There you go. All the, all the bright lights. You heard it first from investigative reporter Pat McGann. <laughs> I think there is nothing more annoying, though, than like right after a Super Bowl uh, or any major sporting event. And uh, they're like about to do interviews. And they're like, all right. Let's give the trophy to the guy who made this happen. Please welcome a billionaire. And they bring out oh, the yeah. owner of the team every time. And he's like, well, you know, this was a lot of work for me. I had opened my checkbook. Who is their owner? Um, his name is Glazer. Oh, okay. In Florida, it could just be, he owns a bunch of like bath salt shops. Hearing aid offices. <laughs> yeah. So Joel Glazer was the guy they had down there. They own 6.7 million square feet of premium shopping center space across the U.S. So wow. uh, they must be doing well at times like this, you know? Yeah, a lot right. Of, a lot of footlockers in the Glazer family. Yeah, I wonder That's uh, brutal. how they're holding up. But yeah. Tampa, man, they were in the World Series. They won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And then they win this. I mean, you never think of Tampa as like a big sports town. But look at them. Like so many Northeasterners retire who retire down to Tampa area, Tom Brady like goes <laughs> yeah. down there and gets one on his way out. I mean, yeah, they've had a huge year. They've had a yeah. huge year. I was, uh, I was working in Largo just outside of Tampa, um, not Key Largo. I wish I'd known that before I'd taken the job. Um, I was working for a company based in Largo, Florida, um, when the Sox and Rays played in the playoffs back in, was that 06 or oh no, 08. 08? Yeah. And, um, oh boy, did I, you were hate... down there? no, I wasn't there for the game. I was, I was working like one week a month in the office and I couldn't get down there that week. And my boss was like, yeah, come on down. But by that point, tickets were so expensive to fly in. He was like, you're not coming down. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but there are not look football. They are passionate about football for sure, but hockey and baseball, there are no worse fans because <laughs> like they're new to there. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're new teams that, you know, right. there's nowhere to really play hockey in Tampa. It's not like yeah. you grew up on it. So uh, football is the one sport that they, they really give a shit about, but yeah, at the time baseball and hockey were complete oversights. Well, that's the oldest franchise for the city, right? The, the Tampa Bay, is it still Tampa Bay? They took that away for a while. Is it still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or is it just the oh, Tampa? They were maybe the they never took it away for football, but remember when their colors were like the uh, uh, not orange, but you know, almost like a uh, coral. Yeah. They had, kind of a salmonish it was it was great colors they had a, a really cool logo with the you know the buccaneer and the mustache and the sword in his mouth and and they were terrible they Awful. were brutal like the bears were in there they were in the same it, it was two wins every year guaranteed always did they have young vinnie testaverde did they have yes, a colorblind had, young vinnie yeah they had vinnie testaverde they drafted him that was uh their big move yeah, never really, uh, never really happened for Tampa Bay. So that's cool. That would be a fun one. Uh, hot dog. It was just my, <laughs> my cousin, Exam Green. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, hot dog Jefferson, can I uh, can I read a couple new reviews we got this week? Yes, definitely. We got some reviews. We do. We have two of them. And uh, one of them brings up uh, the hot dogs. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, first of all, from Coco Berry, Tuesdays are the best day of the week. Look forward to Tuesday every week because I know I'll have a great laugh listening to All Over the Place with Pat and Jim. They cover all kinds of topics. It's literally all over the place, but hilarious. The banter between them keeps me smiling. I often try to think of my best hot dog, Jefferson. Highly recommend this podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks for the laughs. Barry, thank you. Wow, that's how you write a review. That is Beautiful. solid work. Well done. Thank and you a- so much. And I like Tuesdays too, even though we were recording this on a Monday. We sure are. But this but- is a fun, a fun, uh, we, we have another one. Sorry. Listen up, Brimley's. Jim's going to read another review. <laughs> we got one more. Uh, also a fantastic review. Um, bringing Hot Dog Jefferson into the classroom. I love this. Hey, Pat and Jim, former Southsider turned Tennessee resident. You guys have been an awesome distraction after a long day teaching 11th graders U.S. history. Love all the fun fact trivia and even started bringing the hot dog Jefferson game into my classroom for giving kids hints to answers during a lesson. Proud moment. Proud moment when a kid came up with one of their own last week while talking about Jane Addams and her settlement house movement from early Chicago history. Fonda family values. Keep it up. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Fonda family. Jane Adams. There you go. Perfect. What a it, fantastic hot dog Jefferson from one of the kiddos. That's awesome. Thank you, Mama Keaton. Yes. Bring it into the classroom. And I love that they're down there in Tennessee teaching history to 11th graders. Yeah. Regarding that Chicago. Awesome. That's I, I, if in another life, I would w- would want to be just that, a history teacher in, in high school. In no Definitely. life would I ever want to do that. However. <laughs> really? I think that they're, you're doing great work. More important than ever, this, this topic of history, which people have shrugged off for far too long. <laughs> That's what I say. Put the computers I... aside. Stop with all this math. Get a calculator. Let's learn Read about some past. shit. Mama Piton, uh, awesome review. Coco Berry, fantastic review as well. Thank you both very much for listening. That's awesome stuff. I love seeing that. I love that handle, Mama Piton. Mama Piton. Is that the teacher? 
That's the teacher. That's what, <laughs> I hope she goes by that. I really do. I do too. Mama P-Town, I have a hot dog, Jefferson. <laughs> Good morning, Mama P-Town. <laughs> Today we're learning about Jane Addams. <laughs> oh, dude, you know another movie I pulled up and um, the kids hung in for it, watched it. And this is a, is a deep cut. My Bodyguard. Do you know this movie? My Bodyguard? I do not. Shot in Chicago. Really cool scenes of the city in this movie. And it's a kid who actually goes to um, Lakeview High School is where they shoot it. And my sister, Beth, teaches at Lakeview High School. And it's all shot there. It's a beautiful old school. And this kid's getting bullied and he hires a kid to protect him, basically. Now, there's some dated things about it that probably don't play today. I believe. Um, but it's a good movie. It's still yeah. like, you know, Martin Mull. You got in there. Oh boy. Ruth Gordon. I don't know if you know Ruth Gordon, but Matt Dillon, a very young Matt Dillon, Joan Cusack, George Went with a cameo, who I didn't even realize was George Went probably the last time I saw it. Classic kind of Chicago old school. Okay. This is 1980. This is the year of my birth. I'll have to check this out. Yeah, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, and the guy who is the bodyguard has been in a ton of stuff. I don't know his name, but you you would recognize him. Kevin Costner. Do you no. often look up like the movies you've watched? Like, do you, I mean, will you normally get a little history on it? I think that's very- I do that now more than ever, um, but I did not do it with this movie, but you're making me think that I should have. I don't very often, but now like, you know, only when I uh, need to find somebody. I will say that's a cool thing about watching movies on Amazon, not that they need any plugs. They're doing okay, I think. But like when you pause a movie on Amazon, it kind of gives you who's in that scene. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It kind of gives you some info about them for the lazy person like me who doesn't want to, you know, go all the way to Google. But they know if you're pausing the movie, there's a good chance it's to go, wait, is that Mandy Patinkin? Pause this. I want to Google that. So they'll pop it right up there on the screen for you. Yeah, I get distracted by it almost like, you know, and it, it probably am annoying to watch a movie with, you know, with Sarah, because I'm always like, there, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's so-and-so they were in, you know. But now that I'm a movie guy, you know, now that this is my thing for 2021. You are, man. You have flexed really well into this <laughs> new role. Just, how's the bike? Uh, it's good. Peloton is uh, is doing very well. Um, I, uh, I still do the most gym thing in the world on it, though. Jimmy thing? <laughs> I do a real Jimmy thing. Um, I do what your kids would do if they had the Peloton. Um, because it's kind of a pain Break in the it? ass. <laughs> Not quite yet. It's kind of a pain in the ass because you have to like clip your feet in. Like you, you put on these cleats, they're Velcro cleats, and then you clip the cleats into the bike. And it's a pain in the ass to do that every time. And it's pretty loud. So I leave the cleats clipped into the bike. <laughs> and then you sit. And you then just like finagle my feet. Step in into them. You got it. <laughs> finagle. I mean, it's such a good word. Uh, you have to. You're, you're on a moving bicycle trying to get your foot into a shoe. I can just see you stretching. Oh, time to finagle. My entire stretch you is trying like, to get my feet in. That's great. So then what? You get you you get the get it in and then you mm -hmm. have to bend over and strap it or well you yeah and then you rotate 90 you know you, you go or oh, 180 you bring, up. you bring it up to the top so you don't have to do as much movement and then once you've got one foot in the other foot and this is easier. this is because it's so loud and you don't want to bother your neighbors or is it difficult <laughs> and it... i'm lazy <laughs> it's a combination of the volume the laziness it's a pain in the ass to do it, it's not easy to get them in and out of there 
and that but the typical peloton owner is clicking in and out (laughs) i would assume so i would assume most grown-ups uh click in and out after every single ride but i can't be the only person that does this if we have any other to oil do this do you have to oil them or wd-40 them or keep them oh the shoes themselves yeah like the click that goes in it's just like a cleat that clips into the pedal so it's probably i don't know two inches by two inches it's just a cleat on the bottom of the shoe it clicks into a spot in the middle of the pedal and at the end of the ride you're supposed to like pop your feet out to the sides which will either a uh get your cleats out if you do it successfully or b sprain your ankle if you do it improperly dude i'm not liking this feature of the peloton i don't think i would even want one on anymore i had some envy it's cool. I mean, it's great. And, you know, the classes are awesome. I, I highly recommend it um, for everything except for the footwear piece of it. That and the ass part. I heard I mean, Howard Stern cool. talking about it and he's, he like knows his instructors now. He, he, he'll call them by name and <laughs> he has a favorite. He says, do you have a favorite? <laughs> I mean, I do, but mine's more based on the music, you know, like, I don't care who you are. If you're, if you're playing country the whole time, what is this? The Super Bowl? I don't need to hear Eric church. Get out of here, you know? Oh, I heard one of them is like, like they claim to be a DJ, like a music expert, and they play a very wide range, diverse range. That was one of the people I think that he was talking about. What kind of music does your favorite teacher play? Hip hop, Pat. There's, I mean, there's no other answer. They play uh, what I would call some low-key bops. Um, that's what young people like me would say. <laughs> um, just some, some, some great new tunes. And uh, What's uh, the teacher's name? Mama, uh, Mama P Town, Mama Peloton Town. Peloton. <laughs> uh, no, I've been I've been doing some classes from this dude, Alex, and then uh, he, who does good work. Yeah, he listens to a lot of hip hop. Let's have him on the podcast. Yeah, let's get him. We'll we'll make a call right now. <laughs> Alex, how do you like having Jim in your class? Well, <laughs> he's climbing on this damn bike, trying to finagle into those shoes. He can't even come prepared, and then he leaves them in there. He leaves them in there. Me. They don't get to see me. I mean, they could. There's a camera on the bike, which I've not figured out what it's used for. So that's kind of terrifying. Oh, there um, is? Yeah, there is a camera on the bike, but I have. Sure, haven't, there is. I haven't gotten to uh, to that point yet. I don't know. Maybe they want me to teach one. I don't know. We'll get there. That would be awesome, man. You got the personality for it. You could do. Keep some going. <laughs> they're, no, they're all like, never stop. I'll be like, all right, we're gonna take a break. What are the catchphrases? Is that what they say? Never stop. They all have their own inspirational story about how they got there. I was riding bikes in the streets of New Jersey at an action park for 25 years and no one looked at me. And then I joined Peloton and, you know, no, but they all have like uh, just different stories about, you know, what they do and, and, and how they want to inspire. And, but they're always just like, you're doing great. Keep going. Let's add a little bit of resistance. Remember, not every day is the same. So it doesn't have to be better than yesterday. The fact that you're here is enough. Oh no, that, I'm, that, like that. that kind I of mean, stuff. they really do. Like, they're very inspirational. You know, the first one I did was like, "Hey, if you hear my voice at the end of this, that means you've done plenty." And at the end, it was like, "What I say? You're still here. Way to go." <laughs> hey, I know everyone treats you like shit, but I think you're really special. You're awesome. You're here. I know most people don't want to talk to you right now. It's not it at all. You're making this way worse. Like, hey, Jim, I know you don't have a lot of friends. Wait, what? Listen, I know you're getting sick of people throwing you in the voicemail, not picking <laughs> up your calls. But I want to listen to you. Come on, let's do this together. We're here. Thanks, Alex. 
It's so like ridiculous. Shoe stuck. <laughs> My shoe stuck. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Dude, have you been following your army hammer story since you uh pointed that out to me? I, I I've seen his name popping up. I have not seen he's enough kinda, he's lately. Completely done now, right? I think they got released from his agent. I mean, there's more and more stuff coming out about this guy. Have we has he eaten human yet? Do we know that for sure? I don't know. Is that has, really what it is? I don't even want to <laughs> taste and see. <laughs> I mean, literally the ultra rich are known for weird shit, right? And this guy came from, he's probably got Carrie Elwes money. I mean, his grandfather bought Arm and Hammer just for the hell of it because it had the same name as him. <laughs> this dude, you know. This, this is dark and deep. This dude's not waiting eight weeks for a Peloton. This guy gets whatever the hell he wants immediately. And sure, maybe part of that's a taste for human flesh. You're not kidding about this super rich. What is going on with these people? They have a completely different world than the rest of us. What comes first? The wealth or the insanity? Yeah. It's a great question. I feel like, uh, I mean, when you're a kid growing up with that kind of money, I, I don't know that your parents are always paying that much attention to you attention to you and i don't this is probably unfair to say hey listen i know your parents didn't pay attention to you but i'm gonna add a little resistance because every day is different get that bike going <laughs> you can leave those shoes in there that's just fine <laughs> yeah just leave i'll get them okay I'll, I'll get them <laughs> i'll take care of your shoes for you don't i'll hold them for it. you go get a sandwich you worked out today I just realized your apartment, it's Jim, Alex, and Alexa. <laughs> that should be, that's going to be your, your sitcom. My sitcom. Oh, that's beautiful. It's Jim. It's <laughs> Alex. And hey, Alexa. Hello, Jim and Alex. Have you introduced the two? I don't know where you're getting that from, but uh, I, I don't really use an Alexa. Well, I was just acting like you did, okay? For okay. the joke. Okay. Sorry. Yes, they know each other well. We use one and um, it just lights up randomly. So we unplug it. Kind of scares me. I don't know about that thing. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to be speaking out loud and just the lights come on and all. Like, I kind of want to be uh, hitting switches and bitches and <laughs> <laughs> rolling in your six foe. Yeah. I feel like uh, I don't want to. And then something happens. So I actually had to send something back to Apple this week. Apple makes it so easy to do everything. They send me this box with the new AirPod in it, right? Yeah. And I open the box and there's just a QR code you scan. You scan the QR code and it's like, take the AirPod out, flip the box over, put the old AirPod in, close the box back. Here's a piece of tape that you put right over the edge of the box. Oh, you need a label? We'll rip off the label we sent you. And underneath that is another label. The label we sent you, look at the back of it. There's your receipt. It's okay. Just send it. And it was just like, you make it so easy to do. Yes, take it all. Fucking sell my information to China, TikTok, whatever you want. FaceApp, I don't care. You've you've simplified. Otherwise, you deserve I would, it. I would never get this back to you within the allotted 10 days. Because it's like you right. have 10 days to send this back or we're going to charge your credit card, which to me means we're going to charge your credit card. <laughs> and what is the har hardest part is just getting started to put, to send it back, right? That's it. Just the, just the overwhelming nature of the idea <laughs> of I'm going to do seven steps. <laughs> I better put that off for a few days. But then it really was easy, huh? 
It was so simple. I mean, literally, you just like, they've got it all done for you. They give you tape. Hey, listen, I know you don't want to return that stuff. I know, <laughs> oh, it's, it's hanging, I know it's hanging over your head. Listen, go do that. Just leave the shoes here. But I am going to add a, just a little bit more resistance. <laughs> Dude, I'm talking about like not embracing the technology. I just had a thought, though. When my great grandma moved into a, um, it must have been assisted living, we were moving like her stuff out of her uh, house and she had the clapper. And I was, <laughs> I was like 12. And I, dude, I, I remember I was like, I want the, I want the clapper. And I put that thing in my bedroom and I felt like Ricky Schroeder walking in there. Like I had like this pimped out pad. Now my room was a closet. I had the smallest room in our house. I didn't even have a closet in my room. It, it was never a bedroom after I moved out, but I had the clapper for a stretch and dude, I was like, my buddies would come over just. That's <laughs> phenomenal. I forgot that I had that. Oh, that's awesome. Like the light switch is such a difficult thing to do on its own. <laughs> right. My poor grandma, I remember when she had this clapper, her hands were so, I mean, she worked in a linen mill oh, and, come and on. made hats oh. and you know, she was, my great grandmother, God bless her. She lived to be 103 years old and was like lucid until the very end. Amazing. Very important person in my life. Phenomenal human being. And I'm going to tell more stories about her on this podcast. I'm really realizing I should. Her hands, she couldn't clap loud enough for the oh, clapper. So that's brutal. she had a spoon on her nightstand and she would bang the wall. <laughs> That's how you live to 103 is being resourceful. Exactly. You think exactly. I'm not making it that far. My shoes are still in the Peloton. No, none of us are. Hey, listen. <laughs> I know. This is not supposed to be a self-help session. I know you think you're not doing everything you need to be doing, but you are. And you're here. That's, that's number one, man. You showed up today. So click in, finagle, whatever you say. And let's, uh, let's go. But I am going to add some resistance first. Because <laughs> every day is different. And you're just like, what the? F I Alex, I can't move my. <laughs> I am going to add just, just a little bit of resistance. <laughs> I have to. Good stuff, my man. Hey, man. Um, what's going on this week? Anything? No, we're still in this Arctic chill, putting blankets in front of windows, trying to save my furnace. Yeah, I feel bad. I was supposed to do um, that. You know, I'm not even going to get into it. Okay. I didn't do the, I'll tell you at the end. You got it. What about you? Anything coming up this week? No, man. Same. Just going to be hunkering down, trying to get through these cold days, you know? I was, uh, I saw some friends in Minnesota posting like negative 28 wind chills and shit like that. And uh, as much yeah. as I complain about the weather here, I am happy we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, you know, I haven't really sat through an entire Chicago winter for a few years now as much as, um, you know, but you know, I tend to travel to this time of year, colder cities um, but you occasionally escape 
the cold weather, you know? Yeah. You get like I mean, a random week in Vegas or yeah. Florida or even Tennessee or something. Right. But this year it is uh, definite and, and it is here. The winter is settled in and the snow that's here isn't going to go anywhere. We got more snow coming, but um, it's been nice. I've, I've been outside as cold as it is been outside just for short stints and yeah, it's, it's brutal, man. Yeah, but quick bursts of outside are about all I got. I, again, though, I'm your children. The other day I walked outside like jacket open, you know, <laughs> just like no gloves, no take gloves. out the garbage. And I'm just like, what the? <laughs> just scurrying back. I got to put on a second pair of shorts, you know, like really. Oh, yeah, I had to run out and get something, um, something like Ralphie drag something out there and I like run out and get it and my flip flops like this is brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, but it'll be, um, it'll be March before we know it, dude, we're coming up on a one year anniversary. February 25th will be one year of all over the place. We're going to have to celebrate that this month and we're going to get through this month. February, it's already in the middle of February, right? We're getting there, my man. How many, how many days are in February? 20, 25, 28, 28, 28, whatever. Um, we're getting there and uh, two weeks until that anniversary episode. So we got one more and then the big one year. What are we going to do? I don't know. What's one year? What's the one year paper? I don't know. We're going to have to uh, come up with something, but if you guys want to give us anything, how about a review? We do love the reviews and they help us a great deal. Uh, so if you have a chance to review and then subscribe, tell your friends, tell people uh, to give us a listen. We're trying to build the viewership listenership. We call it listenership we call them brimleys the brimley army we need to stack it up no weaponizing let's go weaponizing wilfred brimley nation nation. brimley nation brimley nation perfect uh yeah thank you for all the listeners thanks for all the reviews people who reached out we got some great feedback on uh on our last episode uh a lot of people love the uh the lingo the no cap and all of that oh yeah i did hear from some peeps on that some peeps see Get you. I just, I'm just cool all the time. Sure are, bud. All right, my man. I hope you have a great week. I hope you do too. I hope everyone out, out there has a great week. Stay safe, and uh, we'll be back next week talking about the Britney Spears documentary on Hulu. By the way, found that. Oh, out. it's on Hulu. Yeah. There you go. I knew I said it for a reason. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye, Jim. <laughs>